Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and you're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Tuesdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. or on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on WFMP.org or 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. This is the only radio station endorsed by Stephen Colbert, WFMP, The Edge. Weekly sports update with your hosts Peyton Elser, Zach Tokash, and Adam Koblick. This is the Sports Corner. Play ball! Good evening and welcome to the Sports Corner on WFMP The Edge. On this lovely Tuesday evening, I am Peyton Elson, joined by Jacob Sampson. Um, so. The sports world decided to do a lot for no reason. The stakes can break. Um, there's a lot to get into. There's some college coaches that are moving on. I personally have a lot to say about that. Um, NBA stuff happened. Baseball stuff is happening uh, before the sport shuts down in about, um, let's just say, 28 hours. Uh, that's not going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the professional and NCAA world, but of course, as always, we have to start with the New Paltz world, and we start with the New Paltz Athletics update with Jacob Sampson. Well, thank you, Peyton, as always. So now, time for, as you said, the New Paltz Athletic Update. And so the first piece of information I think we should hit upon is that the New Paltz women's basketball team has won three in a row, a three-piece, one might say. After a win against Union on Saturday. Now, honestly, we're, we're you know, wrapping up with the semester. So the news on uh, New Paltz Athletics isn't, there's not too much. But what we do have is a lot of upcoming events. For example, today, Tuesday, women's basketball game was at 530 against Oneonta. I'm not positive about the outcome on that, but Peyton will be checking for me right now. We believe they, they should have ended by now. But now that it's 7.35, at 7.30 at the Hawk Center, men's basketball should be playing against Oneonta. Do we have an update on the score? Or I am still looking. Ah, no worries, no worries. Let's get on with our more upcoming events, because on Friday, we have both men's and women's swimming at the TCNJ Invitational, which time will be to be announced. We also have Friday men's and women's basketball, at 5.30, 7.30 p.m. 68-53, CU New Paltz wins over Oneonta. That's wins basketball. So they moved to 5-1 on the season. And I guess that makes four wins in a row now. Yep. Uh, so uh, concerns about this young ones basketball team. Yeah, they're just being thrown out the window every single game. Uh but you know what? We we have that we have that historic we have a good I would call it historic women's basketball franchise. So you know it's yeah. it's good to see a uh, hot start. I think that's fair. Now moving on to Saturday, we have men's and women's swimming again at the TCNJ Invitational, which is time will be to be determined. And again, we have men's and women's basketball at two p.m. and again at four p.m. on Sunday. We have men's and women's swimming again at the TC 
NJ Invitational. It's a three-day event. It's a three-day uh, event, in case you could not it's tell. It's one of those. And once again, that time will be to be determined. And on Wednesday, Wednesday, December 8th, to be specific, men's basketball is going to be playing at St. Joseph's in Brooklyn at 7 p.m. And that will officially mark the last New Pulse event of the year. That is a lie that, until the 29th. <laughs> that is a lie. Payne, Payne's <laughs> lying to us, folks. I'm just reading the, the words I, I off my sheet. Um, yeah, as you can tell, we prepare for this, but um, there's some swimming events um, at the end of the month um, from the 29th to the 31st. So, uh, yeah. And since since this is unfortunately going to be our last live show... The way you're going to find out about all this information, as always, is going to be on new for, for New Paltz Sports. It's going to be on Instagram at New Paltz Hawks, Twitter at NP Hawks, or as always, you can head over to NPHawks.com. And with that, I think I wrap up my last New Paltz update for the semester. That was one of the most beautiful transitions from the upcoming updates to where you can find more information than I've ever heard. So, oh, thank you, thank um, you. Yeah, that is your New Paltz Sports. Um, women's basketball, 5-1. and one. Men's basketball, they'll look to get better as the season goes along. And now we moved on to the... Can't speak. Wow. Nice job. To the professional world. And like like I said, a lot happened. A lot happened um, over the Thanksgiving break. And so much that... I honestly don't know where to start. So, you know, I'm just going to ask Jacob. Um, where do you want to start with the news that happened over the weekend's last Monday? I was going to ask you. Okay. This so, is not, so <laughs> this is not a maybe, start. maybe we move the bing bong segment right, right in the beginning. Because why don't, why don't we hit each other then with some some of the bigger bigger news stories now do we want to stay with football can we bounce to basketball no pun intended where do we where do we want to hit <laughs> uh you know yeah let's let's do that it is the bing bong segment and we are going to start um as you can tell i'm doing this off off the cuff we're going to start with the local team the brooklyn nets now the knicks and nets are playing in the first subway series uh i'm just stealing that from baseball because i have no idea idea what else to call it at the time but the subway series starts tonight actually it's been started um next nets 7 30 probably hasn't started already um at this point because you know national tv games never start on time but they face um in the first matchup of the year and both teams are coming in kind of slow and one of the teams obviously the record doesn't show but they're starting up slow so the Knicks um, are obviously, uh, they removed Kemba Walker from the rotation out of the look to trade him. The Nets, they're first in the East, but they don't. They're 3-6 and six against 500 teams, um, over 500 teams at this point in the season, including a very, very tough loss against the Phoenix on to a one 16 in a row. And it doesn't look like they're stopping anytime soon. By the way, the Suns Warriors um, are on after Knicks and Nets um, at 10 p.m. But 
Here's the first take I have. I, and I'm going to start with the Nets. I think the Nets are going to come out of the East. I think as long as you have Kevin Durant, as long as you have James Harden there, whether it's a decoy or, you know, uh, he finally comes to form, I think that is one of the best teams in the East. And, again, their bench, while it hasn't performed too well, aside from Patty Mills, uh, Marcus Aldridge, basically the Michael Jordan and Sky Pippen of the Nets bench, uh, I, I just still believe this is a team that can come out of the East. However, until either Kyrie comes back or Cam Johnson blossoms out of nowhere and becomes the third star, or they trade Kyrie for Karis Lohr and Bro- Malcolm Brogdon somehow, those are just two random names that came to my mind. I don't think they're winning a championship this year. And that's a terrifying prospect as a Nets fan. Because this is a team that was expected to not only win now, but basically blow out everyone um, in not only the Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference. And this is why I want the Nets to win the championship so bad this year, because Golden State was going to come back. You have, now have Phoenix. You did have the Lakers, but that's falling off the map. Um, and you have the Eastern Conference, which has seemingly risen over the past year, and now they pose a threat on the Nets. So that that's my first take. Nets will somehow come out. Well, Somehow, we'll come out of the East without Kyrie, but they're not winning a championship this year unless Kyrie comes back. All right, all right. Yeah, no, I could definitely, I, I do have to agree with that, with that bing bong take. You know, I, I, I just don't think that Brooklyn, with the landscape that we're seeing beginning to form. Now, don't get me wrong; they're they've been able to rise up to first in the East again. They're they're playing good basketball. But James Harden, he looks great. Don't get me wrong; like he's he's cleaned up his game, but still not enough. He's not the James Harden of old, and I think it's going to lead nicely into my first take: why the Nets aren't doing as well. But it's it's a take I've been seeing going around, and it's kind of in response as well to something you said with with Kemba Walker being taken out of the rotation, and also Blake Griffin has been taken out of the rotation uh, for Brooklyn Nets. And, excuse me, I can understand why it's happening, but it hurts to watch. I mean, like, these are two players that I grew up watching. These are two players that, that have kind of reached the, I don't want to say the twilight of their careers, but they're on their downward spiral now. You know... Blake Griffin isn't too old, but his production and his efficiency has clearly taken a hit. And you know what? The NBA, it's a very strenuous sport on the human body. And so, you know, you sometimes after some players hit 30, that's where you really start seeing the decline. And I think, so my bing bong take and, and what kind of goes into both James Harden, it goes into literally Blake Griffin since he's one of the people I mentioned but a lot of some of the players that we love and since 
The Nets have an older team with some of their rotational players as well, and James Harden included. You know, just just appreciate some of these players' careers while you can. A lot of the people that we loved watching are, are reaching their twilight, and you know they're not they're not the superstars that we uh, used to know and love. And there's a new generation coming. You know, this is that that exactly is why I just get upset whenever someone disrespects the the game LeBron <clears throat> the game of LeBron. Because there are a lot of LeBron haters, um, don't get me wrong. But there are some people that just like to discredit everything he has done. And it's just so annoying. Because the minute he retires, whether it's with his son or not. And there's a new face slash, you know, best player of the generation that comes around. LeBron's going to be missed. And there's no doubt, doubt about that. He's going to be missed. And it just happens way too much in the NBA and among uh, NBA, you know, I guess, social media, Twitter, whatever. It's just super duper annoying. Uh, I don't really have another uh, ping pong take at this point. Well, so give, give, a, give, a, th- give a football bing bong take. We don't need to reserve bing bong to the NBA segment. <laughs> you know we what? bing and we bong. You know what? That's that's fair. Uh, actually, before before I mention that, uh, did you know that Howie Mandel is sixty six? I thought it was much younger than that. Why are you bringing this up? Because okay, okay. I okay. just had an entire Thanksgiving conversation with my family regarding Howie Mandel and his age. <laughs> Why are you bringing this up, Peyton? Okay, this that, is a sports show, and I am I am okay. shooketh. Okay, so as as you know, the Edge Newscast is before our our show every Tuesday and yesterday's script is still sitting next to me. And I took a look at it and it's talking about having Mandel's birthday was yesterday and he's 66 years old. I had no idea who was 66. Anyway, uh, NFL ping pong cake. <laughs> um, as, uh, Howie Mandel's age is in discussion all of a sudden. The Chiefs are back. That's all I have to say. That's been going to take. Uh, and if I have to think of... Actually, no, I do have one. The Giants and the Jets are just as dysfunctional. They're equal dysfunction, like high dysfunction. And that's not really a hot take, but it's a take a half. Because Dave Gelman is likely gone after this year. But there are reports now that Joe Judge, even if he were to destroy the car of John Mara... Would still be the coach of the, of the Giants. So what that means is, if the Giants go zero and six, he's keeping his job next year, and that cannot be the case. It just cannot. Uh, that's that's a take a half. And we and we all know about the Jets' function. I don't need to discuss that any further. So yeah, that's a take. You know, I'm not sure how much I have in response to it. Uh. New York teams, New York teams are a depressing thing. We could definitely agree upon that. If we're gonna keep it to the NFL Big Bong segment, I'm just gonna, I'm just taking a long. I'm really, I'm really soaking in the NFL playoff picture and how much it has changed. Because what has happened to this photo? I mean, it is, 
it has bounced around a few times. But to see, I think what's, I don't know if it's most surprising to me, but to see that W, to see that W sitting there, that little seven spot, I don't know, there's something about it. I have no clue how the Washington football team has has squeaked into a playoff spot, especially seeing at some teams that used to be in playoff contention. There is heavy emphasis on what teams I'm referring to. <laughs> but overall, I mean, this is there was some bold predictions made earlier in the season just by general sports media. And wow, has this proven everything wrong. Congrats, Cardinals. Still just sitting there at number one. All right. Well... With that, uh, we will take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the Sports Corner on WFP 88.7 FM, The Edge. You're listening to the Sports Corner podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7:30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Back to the sports corner. I am Dan Nelson, joined by Jacob Sampson. Um, so, among the big stories in college, Division One college slash professional sports um, over the weekend was Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly, formerly of, well, now formerly of, um, what school? Oklahoma University in Ordain. And this is, and these two moves are exactly why I cannot, just cannot get invested, invested in college football. I'm not a big college sports fan, as it is. But between college basketball and especially college football, I just can't get um, invested in them, because you have these two coaches. Notre Dame still has an outside chance of making the college football playoffs, which is four teams. Probably should be more than four teams, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. But you have Notre Dame that's in conversations to make the college football playoffs. And their coach just ditched him to LSU. You have Lincoln Riley, who took all of this money, all these benefits, to go to South Carolina. uh, South Carolina. South California. But when, the, but when the college kid does it, oh, if Zion Williamson wanted to say, to uproot and say, let's just say he started in Fordham. That's the smallest school I can think of at at the time. And he decided in his sophomore year, you know, I'm just going to go to Duke. He would be ripped for it. Do you see many people ripping Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly for what they did? That's that's a somewhat rhetorical question, but can you just answer it? 
<laughs> you know, that that's what I was genuinely curious of. That was rhetorical or not. Um, <laughs> I can't say I'm I pay attention much to the world of college football. So, yeah, I'm going to say that I've heard no one. I've not heard any media on it. Okay. Yeah. Th- it's just it's just so so bad because recruiting is a very big thing in college football. And part of the recruiting process is basically telling these kids, and I say kids as in, um, you know, the freshmen that uh, come into college. Of course, I'm still a kid myself, technically. We're both still kids ourselves. Anyway, part of that process is telling these kids that this guy is going to take care of them, make sure to get to the NFL and or uh, have a life outside of after college and then all of a sudden not only that do some of these coaches just leave um after a few seasons or whatever urban meyer has left countless college jobs retiring and then going to the next college and now the nfl these two coaches just said goodbye mid-season before the playoffs why is this a thing in college sports it's just so bad. It it just further proves the myth of amateurism in college sports. And it just irks me to a point where I just cannot get invested in college sports. Anyway. Um I have another rant on the way, don't worry. Um and it involves baseball because a lot of money has been flowing around. Uh Javier Baez just signed with the Detroit Tigers. Max Scherzer is the highest play big paid player in baseball now. Um, John Gray, Marcus Simeon, basically half of baseball just went to the Texas Rangers. And yet we're going to a lockout for, because uh, owners don't want to, want to pay players less and players want to get paid more. I'm so confused. Why are we going to a lockout? Why, why is, can, can agreement not be made? for this next CBA to avoid this lockout that could very potentially damage the sport if it goes on long enough, like it happened in 1994. Uh, Jacob, do you know anything about that 1994 strike? No, I do not. Okay, so season basically ended in August of 1994. Classic. Yeah, fun times. And they did not have a deal until, I believe, March. And throughout that process... There was just a lot of arguing between the two sides, uh, basically the same that we're seeing now. And fans at the time were like, we don't want to support this. There were boycotts by fans. It it just wasn't a fun time for baseball. And it quite literally took Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, uh, Kevin Brown, uh, who else? Chuck Knobloch, I'm just naming every single one of those players for one reason. I'm just going to quiz Jacob again. Do you know what that reason is? No. This the steroid error. Oh, yeah. It, no, that's what I was, I was going to make a joke about that, but I thought it was going to be like, because I've heard <laughs> all those names mentioned with steroids, but I thought that that like was just, ah, coincidence. <laughs> no, it quite literally took PDs to save the sport, to save the sport of baseball. Literally saved the game of baseball. 
and now today we're hearing that baseball had two separate baseballs throughout the season. One was very clearly being used for primetime games, and that was it was very clear with the Field of Dreams game um, and certain other primetime series. And then deadening the balls for not great matchups between like the Rangers and Mariners. And this is just another example of baseball not having a great time marketing itself, not having a great time um, just making the sport look good. Because we just had one of the best days, best offseason days of baseball over the last decade yesterday with all these signings. And overclouding it is a pending lockout, which is the only reason that even happened. And baseballs that no one knows what's hap- happening with it. It very clearly was done by the commissioner of baseball. This is a problem. Baseball, please get better at marketing your sports. I just yelled at the radio. I pray to God that the levels were fine. Um, we have a minute left. So uh, this is our last live show today. Don't ask me how I'll calm down that quickly. Um, Jacob, is there anything you want to say to the listeners uh, for a successful year? Yeah, I mean, you know, the thank thank you for listening. Thank you, possibly all three of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just take a little jab at ourselves. Uh, Got to stay humble. But, you know, thank you for listening. Basketball, it's a good sport. Baseball, maybe I'll give you a second chance by spring. Probably not. But I was around you more. Um, football, the Oakland Raiders will win the Super Bowl. I am still convinced. <laughs> and basically, basketball is still cool. Bing bong. <laughs> all right. Um, with that, we thank you for listening to Sports Corner all year. We'll, we'll still be on tomorrow. Uh, for the morning edition slash podcast, we still will be going uh, with what I'm trying to say. The Wednesday show next week as well as the podcast. So we thank you all for listening to Sports Corner all year. Keep on listening. Taste students and the Culture Report is up next. For Jacob Sampson, I'm Payne Nelson. We will talk to you tomorrow morning and next week. You're listening to WFP 88.7 FM, The Edge. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner Extended Play. Um, I'm Panos and joined by Jacob Sanson. It is time for our NFL Picks. Now, we did not make any picks last week because we were busy um, on our Thanksgiving weekends eating delicious food, which former host of the show, Adam Koplik, says absolutely sucks. That was a take made on these airways last year, and he will not be, um, I will not let him live that down at all. Um, so, the current standings, Jacob is 87-61-1 after going 7-8. In week 11. And I am a 266 and 1 after going 9-6 that same week. Before we get into the picks, let's look at the NFL playoff picture. And there is a lot of movement going on because the Baltimore Ravens have taken over the number one seed and AFC bye. 
with the Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, uh, Buffalo Bills, and Los Angeles Chargers to follow two through seven in the AFC. In the AFC, um, there's a lot of things happening. Uh, the Cardinals are still the number one seed. Uh, they would hold the NFC by the playoffs started today. Um, the Green Bay Packers are the number two seed. Tampa Buccaneers have, I believe they've been taken over the uh, NFC South. No, wait, what am I talking about? Yeah, they've been taken over the NFC South. Um, they are the third seed. Um, Dallas Cowboys, fourth seed. They lead the NFC East. With your wildcard scene being the Los Angeles Rams, who have somewhat fallen off lately. And then the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington football team. What what what, what just happened? How, how do we let this happen? Imagine if a team without a name won the Super Bowl. Uh, and you're, you're Super Bowl champions, the team. <laughs> the team is going to Disneyland. Okay. Um, Which team? The football team. And, and it's kind of wild because also in that picture is the Atlanta Falcons. The New York Giants are somehow still alive. The Philadelphia Eagles have come to play. And if my memory serves correct, the Washington football team is five and seven. So, um, yeah, that there's there's a lot happening with the NFL playoff picture. Uh, we keep those in mind as we make our picks. Oh, by the way, guess who is not in the playoff picture right now? And that would be the um, the team that no longer plays in. Uh, in the Bay Area in California. Uh, that team is not in the playoff picture. Oh, they'll be back. <laughs> um, yeah. So, this is where we sit. So, we move on to the picks for the week. And we start with Thursday Night Football with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. New Orleans has not looked great over the past few weeks. In, in fact, I don't think they have won a game since they beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at the Super Bo- Superdome. I'm trying to remember the exact details. Let's just say the Superdome. Um, and neither are the Cowboys. So both teams coming into this Thursday night football game, not under good streak. Although the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they're going through some injuries and COVID protocols. The Saints are just going through injuries, of course. Uh, James Winston is out for the year and Travis Travis in after that performance against Saints the Saints uh the Buccaneers has not looked all that great so um I'm going with the Cowboys because the Cowboys are due for a good game and against the Saints team that's just not good at all at this point in time uh I expect them to come away with the victory Jacob Yeah, so I'm going to have to take the Cowboys. Why? Because the Saints always end up failing on me. Because when you don't have a quarterback, it's kind of hard to win football games. And I really think it's as simple as that. Because the Saints have proven that since losing their quarterback. (laughs) 
All right. So, uh, Cowboys across the board, and we we're pretty much on the same page on the lot, like almost all of these games. So, yeah, let's continue, and we go on to Sunday afternoon where we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Jacob, what do you got? I'll tell you this: I don't got the Texans. <laughs> I mean, as that's why I was trying to look at the standings because I was I was curious about where do the Colts sit? The Colts sit at six and six, the definition of the middle of a pack team. Do you know who sits at two and nine? I'll give you a hint: it's their opponents, the Texans, who have looked atrocious. I am surprised they've gotten two wins because they have looked that bad this season. And for that reason, and that reason, a middle of the pack team like the Colts should be able to squeak out a victory. Now, the real question is, does Jonathan Taylor um, use his game to prove that he just might be the best running back in football when Derrick Henry is not healthy? Um, Very interesting because uh, he has been that guy over the past few weeks. Didn't wasn't used that much uh, last week against the Buccaneers, but of course he in that last drive that I believe tied the game. He was literally the only offense they had. And that's how they tied the game. And then Leonard Fournette scored his fourth touchdown of the game, basically uh, giving me my whole fantasy week. We're not talking about my fantasy team right now. Uh, we're going to move on to the Vikings taking on the Detroit Lions. <sighs> the quest for the Lions' first win continues after a Devastating performance in a not very good coaching. Um, what's more, I'm looking for coaching performance from Dan Campbell. By the way, why are the Lions on Thanksgiving? Uh, one, because it's tradition, but other than that, I don't know. But yeah, I have the Vikings. Jacob, what do you got? Well, I'm taking the Vikings, but I first have to explain with or ask, you don't want to watch the 0-10 team play on Thanksgiving? What do you mean, Peyton? I, it wasn't it so fun to watch? <laughs> I think you mean 0-10-1. Oh, sorry, 0-10-1. Don't you love watching the 0-10-1 team lose via field goal? I mean, what a fascinating and spectacular game. But yeah, this is the one time I will pick Minnesota. The one time I will pick the Vikings. Because, even as forgettable as they are, they are not the 0-10-1 Detroit Lions. <laughs> now again, the Lions have played decent football. It's just some coaching mistakes and, the, you know, a lack of talent. That's causing them to lose these games. Now, I believe when we, the last time we did the show... We, we were on 0-16-1 watch. And the one game that I know for sure we were, like, confident they were going to win was the last game against Green Bay. But I, I'm now curious. Is there a game left that they can come away win-win? I believe we said the Bears was, I don't know, a may Maybe. Yeah, the the two that we put in contention, looking it back up, we have Vikings-Lions on Sunday, Lions-Broncos on uh, December 12th, 
On the 19th, the Cardinals. 26th, the Falcons. The 2nd of January, the Seahawks. And the 9th, the Packers. I yeah. believe we said we gave the Bears, the Vikings, and I think it might have been the Falcons, we said. If there were going to be games, it would be those three. You know, depending on what the Seahawks do the rest of the season, they might be. Yeah. They might be a team. But we will have to see if they can avoid a second winless season in franchise history. We move on. Hit the music. Yeah, because we have the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about these two teams. Uh, Jacob, who do you got? I'm going to take the Dolphins because why not? I'm also taking the Dolphins because the Giants, I said I was never going to pick again, and I'm saying true to that. And also the Dolphins have been a considerably, considerably better team in the second half. Than most people realize. Uh, yeah, but is that saying much? They are fantastic. They are leaps and bounds better than they have than they were when they started off the season. But they started off the season pretty atrociously. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, this is a game we can just gloss over. Honestly, uh, Buccaneers, Falcons. Who do you got? Swiss cheese, so Buccaneers. <laughs> I also have the Buccaneers. Although, <laughs> the Falcons win this game, I don't... I, I just... I don't know. Uh, football's just cursed this year. Um, if, if the Falcons win this game, I swear I'm going to interrupt the halftime show this year with something heinous. You heard it here first. <laughs> um... Eagles, Jets. Um, I have the Eagles. Green Bowl going to the Eagles. <laughs> Go Birds. Um, all right. This is another easy one, in my opinion. Uh, Cardinals, Bears. Who do you got? Cardinals. I also have the Cardinals because uh, the Bears. Uh, the Bears. The Bears are not great. That Exactly. There you go. All right. Here's the game that we can discuss a little bit. And that is the Los Angeles. I'm. <laughs> for some reason, the pronunciation just glossed over me. I thought I was saying it wrong. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of these teams are currently in the playoff picture. Fifth seed and seventh seed. And... um. Both teams are somewhat hit or miss every single week. And for this game, I have the Chargers winning. I thought about it a little bit and I decided between the two quarterbacks, I trust Justin Herbert more than I do Joe, Joe Burrow at this point in time. So, Jacob, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to unfortunately have to agree with you. And I'm going to have to choose the Chargers. Why is it unfortunate? Because I want to see Joey B23 succeed. You heard it here first. That's his new nickname. <laughs> but uh, 
No, I think I think they have been a bit of a streaky is the exact opposite. Inconsistent. Not now inconsistent doesn't necessarily mean they're terrible teams. It just means you know they go on positive and negative runs every so often. They have been able to really hold on to a a victory, a win streak, either of them. And because of that, I mean I am kind of diving into this with no real strong convictions debating switching it to Joey B23 just you know so we have some differences in uh in record but is that a real reason to change my pick Peyton you tell me probably not um so we move on to the late window and how is this a late window game I don't know but Jacksonville versus the Los Angeles Rams. Not the Rams. Who do you have? I have the Rams. I'm excited to watch a football team play an AAU team. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that was a good one. Um, yeah, Rams across the board. Uh, I say this prepared for the five minute speech that's about to follow. Washington football team, the current postseason team, Washington football team, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I have the Raiders because the Washington football team is not a great team. They have no business being in the playoff picture. And I just I just don't see Washington winning this game. Now that my reason is out the way, let's go to Jacob on why I picked the Raiders. Because you know that's a pick. So Jacob, please explain the pick. Yeah, so I'm going to pick the Raiders. <laughs> why? Two reasons. One, first thing is call a little RR. A little Raiders Revenge. And now the Raiders Revenge... That would be the fact of what I said in the first half of our show. It's me directly influencing the victory. How the Washington football team, who is an awful team and can never win the Super Bowl in their current state because the football team cannot go to Disneyland. Disney World, my apologies. But because of that anger and that frustration, the Raiders are going to have their revenge. The second reason why they're going to win and the reason why the Raiders' revenge is possible is because they are objectively the greatest football franchise in all of NFL history. (laughs) And for those two reasons and those two reasons alone, on top of every other reason, I choose the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. So... Um, there is your, Jacob is apparently a Raiders fan, pick of the week, and we have been on the same page throughout, uh, this segment. I'm just gonna spawn it now, that changes now, because we have the Baltimore Ravens going to Heinz Field to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Baltimore Ravens, because at this point... The Ravens are a better team than the Steelers. And speaking of the Steelers, what in the world was that performance against the Bengals? 
That's all I have to say. As the Ravens, Jacob, who do you have? You probably won't be able to hear that when I'm editing this, but or when you're editing this. I am taking the Steelers. Why? Because of a f loyalty, I guess. Um, Big Ben, please leave my team. Um, awful. Awful performance. Disgusting to watch. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm a Raiders fan anyway, so I probably should be choosing the Ravens, but because of nostalgia, <laughs> because of the love of the Pittsburgh and Steel, I guess... I will be choosing the Steelers, and I did put a sad face next to this pick because I'm fully aware that it's an awful choice. <laughs> but I'm still going to go through with it because I care more about my convictions than I do about my football record. You know what? You're an honest man, and I respect it. All right, we have three more games to get through after the break. And speaking of the break, we are going to break. So, uh, you're currently listening to Sports Corner Extended Play on WFP 88.7 FM. Well, I guess it's not FM, but you're listening on WFP The Edge. That's all. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFP 88.7 FM The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I am Payne Ellis, joined by Jacob Sampson. Uh, we left off on our NFL pick segment, and we will continue that with the 49ers and Seattle Seahawks. A couple of weeks ago, this would be a much more difficult game to pick. Honestly, it's not even that difficult anymore. I have the 49ers. Jacob, who do you got? Yeah, we're going to have to date the 49ers on this one. But also, what in the world is wrong with Russell Wilson? Is the finger injury really affecting him this much? Here's the thing. I gotta be honest, Peyton. I do not understand the hype for Russell Wilson. Wow. Wow. I I don't see it. I just don't get it. I just... Now, now wait, 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 wait. Do you mean right now or his entire legacy? I'm gonna say more right now. Okay, okay. Because I'm saying that we let the past dictate a lot of what our current feelings of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson used to be a fantastic quarterback. Russell Wilson used to play really good football, but Russell Wilson was drafted a while ago at this point. And maybe Russell Wilson is just getting to that age. Remember when he used to play minor league baseball? That was an era. I can't say that to do if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, Peyton. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just not been a great streak for Russell Wilson. You do have to wonder, is this, you know, did he hit his peak earlier than we expected him to? Or does he go into a new team next year? Because I do not see him uh, returning to the Seahawks next year and just light up the entire world again. So we move on to Sunday Night Football, where it will be the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jacob, who do you got? We're going to take little Kansas City, little Kansas City Chiefs, to be exact. 
You know, that, that's really it. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to elaborate. No, like... no, 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 that's fair. I also have the Chiefs. And I think for the same silence that you just gave, I have the same. I I also have the same reasons. Uh, the Broncos are not that great of a team. And I fully expect the Chiefs to come out and, you know, continue their streak of, wow, the Kansas City Chiefs are good again. Uh, I just realized the Panthers don't play this week. They're on their bye. Uh, but it should be mentioned that uh, Cam has not looked great. Sad times. Sad times. So we move on to Monday Night Football. And for Monday Night Football game, this is probably uh, <laughs> a decent game. Because we have the New England Patriots coming into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh... I have the Patriots in this one. And it's not to say that the Bills are a bad team. I just think that Bill Belichick is doing something with the team where there's like five players we know and they're somehow leading the AFC, the AFC, yeah, the AFC East. They're number two seed. No, nothing, nothing's making sense. Um, so, Jacob, who do you have? I'll tell you this, Peyton. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia. Because here's the thing. The Bills, the Bills used to be stronger in this season. The Patriots used to be weaker. All good things must come to an end. And the Patriots will not end the season as the second seed. I can promise you that. The Bills, however, had a bit of a rough patch, haven't we all? We've all been there at that point of our lives. Our seasons, we could say. And I think the Bills are going to just restructure, rework, and they're going to be able to take this over. And you said you could edit around things? Yeah. And Mac Jones. Mac Jones. F*** your life. Bing bong. (laughs) 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 Bing bong. All right, with that, those are our NFL picks for week uh, 13. Um, we only go against each other for two of the games, and this is that, that's about the best moments in show history. Unfortunately, we can't play it, folks, so this will make no sense. <laughs> Just know that the Mac Jones hate club is, is going strong and thriving. All right. What I kind of like to do for the last show of each semester, of each fall semester, is give a little um, wish list. Although, again, like I usually, the analogy I usually give, um, that would mean that, that would be like uh, Spanish being elected that you didn't choose. But anyway, um... So, this is more to prepare, Jacob, by the way. But usually, we just go down a list of things that will be going down um, from the last show of the semester to the end of the WFMP's hiatus. Um, so, that is coming up soon. But I think the first question that I want to ask, just to you know get you into the mood of what we will be doing, is this. We will be coming back 
um, on air some point during before or, I don't know, maybe like the week after Super Bowl. So, who will be, be representing the AFC and FC in 2022? All right, so are we going for, for what we want to happen or what we expect to happen? Let's go with both. All right, so ideal scenario, obviously... I, I I already know what this is going. I mean, you give me my you give me the prediction. Who do you think I want to see in this Super Bowl matchup? Raiders Steelers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> More realistically, I could I could throw the Texans in there. But if when I really look at the teams, <laughs> when I really look at the teams, who do I feel is gonna be there in my heart? I think it's gonna be a year of big red. I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it's going to be, as we all expect, the classic red team. I think it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. That's right, I'm throwing a curveball. It's not going to be Tom Brady. It ain't going to be the Bucks. <laughs> the Rams. How'd that signing go for you? Wow. Cardinals it is. All right. Same question. What do you want to happen? What do you think's going to happen, Peyton? Now, you see, what I want to happen is the Lions to just storm out of nowhere, you know, clinch the NFC title. Um, and then they're eliminated at this point. No, no, they're still alive. Because the NFC makes absolutely no sense. And Oh, because they win their division. And then, uh, hopefully, Derrick Henry comes back, you know, Lights lights something in the Titans' offense. They go to Super Bowl. They went to Super Bowl against the I don't know what would they be six ten and one Lions. Um, but yeah, that's that's not happening anytime soon. Um, so realistically, uh, at this point, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are back, and I think they will have a good chance at the Super Bowl. I think it will go to the AFC Championship for what would it be the fourth year in a row. I don't think they're going to win it. I think... This is kind of hard. If Buffalo comes back and wins the AFC East, I think they will be uh, going to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. And I still do not... I still believe in my heart that not many teams are better than the Rams in the AFC. Let, let me just let me just say this. Bills and Kansas City AFC Championship game. Rams Buccaneers or Cardinals in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I I don't know who to pick between those two teams. And it's going to be Bills Rams. And I said I said before that the Rams there was no chance that they can't win the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to change that. I say, think the Bills come away with the first Super Bowl championship. I could definitely get behind that little Bills Mafia victory. I don't think I specified, but but my prediction is that the Cardinals are going to pull away. I think I don't think it's a fluke. I don't think they're a regular season 
you know, uh, just they win a lot of games, and then, you know, they kind of uh, can't push in the playoffs. I think I think the Cardinals, maybe it's a one-year thing, but I think it, this might be Arizona's time, and I don't know why no one's talking about him. You know, that that is very fair, and uh, I guess we will be seeing what happens uh, by the time we come back. But for now, uh, this was a preparation of what we will be doing for next week's show may or may not be the last show of the semester and yeah so once again we thank you for listening to Sports Corner all year uh, for Jacob Sampson I'm Payne Nelson we thank you for listening to Sports Corner uh, if you're listening on WFP.org up next is RP with Megan for Jacob Sampson I'm Payne Nelson I'm going to say that again just in case we will see you next week you're listening to WFP 88.7 FM, The Edge.